Hello, wrestling family. Welcome to Sound of Whistle with IHSA wrestling official Tony Clark. Each week, I will bring you interviews with prominent figures in the sport of high school wrestling. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Tony Clark. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast, Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. I wanted to add this addendum to the podcast that you're about to listen to, uh, part three of me being interviewed by Caesar Marie. At the time we created the podcast, um, we did not have the changes that the IHSA has made to the upcoming wrestling season. Um, based on information they received from the Illinois Department of Public Health and the governor's office. Um, As most of you know, the wrestling season is now going to begin uh, with practice starting November 16th, first competition November 30th, with some other changes uh, added to that. Um, But this is all a fluid situation. Uh, I know there are some initiatives, uh, Coach McGrath, Coach Oster, Nate Kessin and some others have um, put a survey together and, you know, and gathered other data to uh, present to the IHSA to have them present to their board of directors to possibly move the wrestling season um, down to the May-June time frame to give wrestling a better opportunity to uh, happen um, just in case things don't get better uh, November, December. So their initiative is to try to ensure there will be some wrestling. So again, um, I just wanted to throw that out there because I didn't have that information at the time that uh, we did the original podcast. So once again, thank you for listening. Uh, Enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Sound the Whistle with Tony Clark. I am back as guest host. My name is Susan Marie, and I'm so excited to be here yet again with the wonderful man himself, Tony Clark. And today we're going to be talking about the uncertainty of the upcoming season. Welcome, Tony. Well, thank you, Susan. Once again, thanks for uh, helping out with these podcasts. I always feel funny welcoming you to your own podcast. (laughs) It's very awkward, but it's what we do. <laughs> it's what we do. And I really like having you on the other side of this. I like getting to ask you questions and pick your brain for one. Well, when you're done picking this brain, you're <laughs> going to be very, very disappointed at what, what you get on the other end. No way. Wow. Okay, so today we're talking about the uncertainty. Um, I think that's on a lot of people's minds with everything, not just wrestling. But for the wrestling season, with COVID, with life, with everything that's happening... What's the next season going to look like next year in 2021 for wrestling? Okay, uh, full disclaimer, uh, these are my <laughs> opinions, not the opinions of the National Federation, the IWCOA, or the IHSA, or the IKWF, I think I, or the IESA. I think everybody covered there as far as disclaimers. Uh, this is the opinion of Tony Clark, the individual. Um, based on some information I saw in the return to play phase four as far as the officials i think uh our biggest challenge is going to be wearing of a mask when we're off mat and using an electronic whistle oh is going to be our two biggest challenges huh i didn't even know electronic whistles were a thing they are a thing um they are going to take getting used to for us as wrestling officials because this is something we're going to have to hold in our hand and we're used to doing other things with our hand. Yeah. Um, the wearing of a mask based on how I'm reading the IHSA guidance 
is we will wear the mask when we're not on the mat engaged in the actual officiating of the contestants. And okay. when we come off mat, um, we will put these masks on. Okay. So then does that kind of mean that every time the ref goes over to the table, um, checks in with the table workers, is asked a question, he's going to have to put that mask on every time he steps away? Because that could... I, f I see that being a little difficult. Um... Because we're so unique that we do go to our table a lot. Yes. I don't have the answer to that one yet. That's going to take some work. Um, I am probably going to say we're probably going to have that mask in our pocket and we're going to have to put it on. I mean, but I, I'm not for sure yet how that dynamic will work um, because we got to protect that table worker and protect mm -hmm. ourselves. The table worker should be wearing a mask. Um, you know, we may we may have to do some things to limit our going to the table. I I can communicate with a table without with with that six foot buffer. Mm -hmm. I can create a buffer to communicate. We do it with our signals now. Um, so that's that's a very good question, and that'll that'll be something that's definitely going to be on the table um, to ask how we handle our duties at the table with a mask, you know, with a mask on or with a mask off. Right. And how do we protect these kids? Because with the social distancing, the masks, you can't do that if you're wrestling. These two kids that are on the mat wrestling, you're you're breathing in each other's faces, you're interlocked, you're in such close quarters. What can possibly be done to try to make that safer? We're going to leave that one up to the medical experts. They let <laughs> us have our sport. Um, there's wrestling going on right now. Mm -hmm. And fingers crossed, we haven't heard anything bad. Um... So we're, it's going to be a wait and see. Um, we got to get other sports going, also. Um, we got to we got to know that there's going to be a, a football season here coming up in a month, um, and some of the other the soccer, um, the other sports that are also on the bubble. Because if those sports don't get off the ground, it's going to be tough to get us off the ground as wrestling. And we are we are we're we're a combat sport, just like you said. We're in close proximity. Um, we're out there an average of ten minutes each match, rolling around, and we're gonna we're gonna have to see what the powers to be let us do. Mm -hmm. Do you have any idea of when you are gonna know anything moving forward? How soon can people start to plan on what's happening next year? Um, no, nobody does. Mm -hmm. uh, the problem right now is one, they got to get people back in school mm -hmm. in order to have athletic contest there has to be some kind of school participation so they got to get that dealt with one and they have to figure out how to get the fall sports mm -hmm. if they can't get the fall sports up and running um there's no way to give attention to wrestling because mm -hmm. those are going to be in their face here like i said in a month they got to figure out what they're doing with fall we're luckily we're in the winter mm -hmm. and uh we have time to watch this play out a little bit longer um but football, those sports, they're 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 around the corner. So mm -hmm. that's going to be uh, there. Really, isn't a timeline until those things are solved. And this is such a hard situation to be in because, on the one end, everybody wants safety first, as it should be. We want to protect these kids. But then on the flip side, I was talking with someone, and it hadn't really dawned on me until they said this. I feel so bad for these kids, especially seniors that are relying on this to get athletic scholarships. If there are no sports, there are no scouts to to watch these kids to help them get wrestling scholarships or football scholarships. What are what are they doing to offset this? I think hopefully 
they've been scouting these people for a while, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to deal with their past versus their present if there isn't one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those things, you know, I hope, and this is my opinion, I hope those things would still flow. Um, and again, like I said, there are other states that are wrestling. Mm-hmm. I don't know if people are migrating to those states to get themselves out there. I don't know what the what the full um, ramifications of other people already wrestling, but there mm-hmm. are other places doing sports and people mm-hmm. are leaving our state to go to those states so they can compete. Ah. So our state just has a slower opening process, which I, I'm glad because mm-hmm. we're watching everybody else explode. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we're taking the precautions that we're taking right now. Because mm-hmm. safety is first. I mean, we can't stress that enough. That's what we want to make sure that everyone is, everyone involved is safe and protected. Mm-hmm. So uh, some rule changes have been happening. Um, we're going to address a few of them. Let's start with the hair rule. I, I got to talk to Elliot Hopkins from the NFHS, and he was kind of touching on some of this. But I want to hear your thoughts on these new rules, hair rule. Okay, so the hair rule now will state that the official will no longer look for a length of hair. So a lot of people have a misconception that the hair rule was removed. There is still a hair rule. It's just going to address what's in the hair, not how long the hair is. So we no longer care how long it is in the back the front or the sides. We will no longer ask a contestant to cut their hair or put their hair in a cover. If they want to cover it so it's not in their way, that's their prerogative. They have to meet those hair cover rules. Mm-hmm. So I think this is uh, it's good for our sport. Um, it's long overdue. And I know that sounds weird from a coming from a person that doesn't wear hair, <laughs> but this is long overdue. Um, it was time for the rule to change. Okay. Um, there was no evidence that this was causing a problem college has gone to this a while back and like i said it's just time it's time to move forward um and let's embrace the athletes for you know if that's if they want to wear their hair a certain way um let them do it Mm -hmm. and they will adjust the hair so it doesn't um interfere with their competition so i think it's a good rule okay how about uh, weigh-in? There's been some changes on the rules in the weigh-in procedure. Let's talk about that a little bit. So now all contestants will weigh in shoulder to shoulder, regardless of gender. So the males and the females will weigh in together. Everyone will wear a competition uniform. So it can be their singlet or it can be their two-piece uniform. They will not receive additional weight allowance based on what they're wearing. So again, um, society is changing. And this is necessary to accomplish what needs to be accomplished at a weigh-in. Um, the officials' duties and, and other things that, that go along with that. And for far too long, we weren't treating the females the same as the males. Mm-hmm. Sometimes the official didn't even know the female was there until oh. they came out to wrestle. I was like, oh, I didn't know you were here. Who weighed you in? You know, what was done? Nobody knew. So this is leveling that playing field. Everybody's going to be treated equally under this rule because they'll all be there and they're going to stay in their competition singlet. Um, other entities like a USA Wrestling, they've already gone to this. They were they were already ahead of us on this one. So, again, this is a good rule change. It's going to treat the contestants equally going forward. So how does that specific rule affect skin care checks? Uh, the skin rule was never modified, and that, that's another thing that people are going to have to learn to separate. There's a rule for skin checks, 
there's a rule for weighing in and the skin check rule was not modified now um the guidance coming down is probably going to say you know most officials do their skin checks during the weigh-in which means the wrestler wrestler is going to be in a, either a singlet or a two-piece uniform that's fine we're going to look at exposed skin we're not going to have people disrobing unless we're given cause to because again the skin check rule didn't didn't change mm -hmm. the athletic trainer still has complete authority to examine a contestant um to the means that they need to examine to make sure everybody's going to be safe out there so mm -hmm. skin checks are still going to get performed um it, it may have a slight modification of how it's done, but that rule is still in effect. And there is another rule. Um, <laughs> this one kind of makes me laugh a little bit because I didn't even realize that there was such a rule. I guess, and now there is. Um, stalling when the shoe comes off. <laughs> yes, there was a rule change that says uh, if the shoe comes off during wrestling, the offended... I guess it's the offended wrestler. The wrestler whose shoe popped off will be charged with um, a technical violation for the shoe coming off, and it will be charged injury time to put the shoe back on because the rules require that the equipment is used as intended, which means the shoe should be laced up to the top eyelet and secured so not to, to come off. Mm -hmm. So this rule is just going to enforce that. Um, we do not have an epidemic right now of wrestlers out on the mat with one shoe. So I don't think this is going to be a rule that's, that's seldom used. Okay. Have you ever seen that? Because I have never, at one single match, I've never seen this happen. Um, I've seen video, and I actually was part of a match. I don't remember if it happened last year or the year before. I was working as the assistant ref at a junior high meet, and we had a young man or young lad lose their shoe but at that time there was no penalty for losing the shoe okay so going forward now there will be a penalty okay. if, if that shoe is lost in competition yeah. i mean clearly it must have happened for them to make a rule about it so anyone curious on what to do when you lose your shoe in wrestling now you have your clarification yes they do okay so another rule change that's come is um fleeing the mat what's new with that um so the the old rule was written that if a wrestler in a neutral position fled the mat to avoid being scored upon, um, the referee could charge them with one point technical violation in addition to any takedown that was earned. So the committee felt that we've always called that double jeopardy. They they felt double jeopardy wasn't wasn't required. If the wrestler was able to flee, then there should be no takedown. So. If a takedown is earned, then there is no fleeing of the mat. They will just be awarded the two points brought back to the center and the match restarted. If they're able to get out of bounds far enough to avoid the takedown, then the referee can still award the one point, bring them back to the center mat, and, and start them. So it will no longer be a three-point move. Uh, okay. Uh, finally, for some of the new rules, explain the modification to the um, intimate scoring. Um, intimate scoring rule is now going to look like if there's a scoring opportunity about to happen, it's intimate, uh, which means about to happen, I guess mm -hmm. if we look up that definition, <laughs> then the wrestler 
hollers out and says, oh, I'm hurt, and the referee has to stop the match to address the situation, then the intimate would then take place, and the wrestler, the opponent will be awarded the points they would have earned mm-hmm. had that match not been stopped. Uh, so it, it, it's it's going to be a very it's going to be very simple to administer, okay. um, and it should allow officials more of a comfort zone in stopping the match to see if this wrestler is hurt and awarding the points because a lot of times you don't want to stop a match if it's going to cheat someone out of mm-hmm. points, but then you don't want someone to be hurt in the process. So you 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 walk a fine line mm-hmm. as an official on should I stop it. Or should I wait till he scored? Now they don't have that that thought process. Mm. I can stop it and still score the point and okay. address the injured wrestler's concerns. Oh, so that, that's great. Well, I like that these changes are moving towards a good new direction, I would say. And you're somewhat of an, I want to say an expert kind of, because you're a clinician and you're out there teaching these rules and regulations. So you know them pretty, pretty well, pretty backwards and forwards. Are there any other rules currently right now that you would like to see maybe modified or changed in the near future no uh truth be told in the past three years we probably have had 50 plus rule changes our sport is is not broken so i think it's time to slow down um we we can make some tweaks here i don't see any tweaks necessary at this point um with wrestling though in order to to see if something needs to be fixed you have to actually get out there and and, and execute it so um hopefully we're to that point like some of the other sports where they may have one rule change every year or every other year um i think we're almost there so there's nothing on the horizon um that is going to re- that I think really requires anything um, to make officiating better. Now that's not to say like I know there's a di- big debate on changing weight classes. Oh, that's going to come, but that's not going to affect the official per se. Mm-hmm. Um, we're gonna we're gonna referee what's out there. Right. So if it's 13, 12, 14 weight classes, we're gonna referee those. So that's not um, something that we're going to be worrying about as officials. We're going to take care of what you put on the mat. Mm-hmm. So, to answer the question in a long way around it, no, I don't see anything else really needing to be tweaked that's going to help with scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, there's always something that can come up that, that can help safety, but I just don't see anything at this time. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, there are great people like Elliot Hopkins that are working behind the scenes to keep an eye on all that. And then when these things do arise, they're there to make the changes that are going to make the sport better. Correct, correct. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of the sport and sort of changes, um, with some of these rule changes, especially the hair, it's opened up the door for a bigger variety of wrestlers, particularly women. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, um, Illinois recently announced that they are going to have the first ever Illinois High School Association state finals for our female contestants. So they're going to get the crown champion um, in the 2021-22 season, if I have that right, just like the young men. So uh, that's going to be very exciting. Um, Girls wrestling across the country has exploded. It is is really um, 
keeping our boys, you know, keeping our sport relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a decline in boys, but we're getting an increase in, in the females. So um, I think this is just this is just another step in the right direction. Um, the committee has been following this. We made uh, rule changes to allow different uniforms that everybody, male and female, can feel comfortable in. The hair rule change is going to benefit both male and female. So we are we're doing our part in wrestling to uh, not only identify that females can wrestle, but also to say, you know what, here in Illinois, we want to give you a state tournament and, and crown you a state champion. So, um, Lord willing, I I hope to still be around um, when that tournament happens. And I, I just want to be here and watch history being made yeah. for these young ladies who, who have uh, stepped into our sport. And we are accepting of all. I mean, we are one of the few sports that takes everybody, all walks of life. If you can't see, you can still wrestle. If you can't hear, yeah. you can still wrestle. If you're missing certain limbs, you can still wrestle. So we're all we're all mm-hmm. inclusive. So, you know, why not, mm-hmm. you know, embrace our, our, our female brethren, if, if that's really such a phrase or a word, um, into the sport that, that, you know, we all love. And we are the world's oldest sport. We go back to the biblical days. And now our, our females get to join us. I am a little bit surprised that it took us this long to 2020 to get the first girls' state tournament, but I'm so glad we're here. Well, it's the first first girls' state tournament in Illinois. Ah, across the country, okay. Texas has been doing this forever. Okay. A lot of places have have uh, beat us to the punch. Well, Illinois, what happened? <laughs> Just, uh, it took, and we have a very exceptional group of people uh, working from the IWCA board um, who have done an outstanding job. Uh, and I'll name them by first name, not to throw all their business out there, but Colleen, Debbie, Fred, uh, in no particular order, did an outstanding job of bringing the issue that we needed a girls' state tournament to everyone, to the state association's attention. So uh, my hat's off to them. Uh, job well done. Mm-hmm. They, they, they got Illinois to be part of this this national movement mm-hmm. of letting these females wrestle and be recognized at the state level, they've been they've been recognized at the uh, Olympic level for a while. They're being recognized at the yeah. college level. So now high schools are starting to recognize um, their contributions. And at the kids level, we've crowned girls uh, medalists already. Mm-hmm. So high school was just is that is that last little mm-hmm. bit that that is still trying to find itself. But I'm, I'm proud to say Illinois has finally gotten there. That's exciting. And honestly, being in some wrestling matches, these girls are tough. Some of these girls are very tough and scary. And I feel like if I ever have a daughter, she's going to be a wrestler. So that way I know any date she goes on, no man will mess with her because she will be able to take them down. Well, if you have a daughter <laughs> and she wrestles, I've met your father. She will also know how to use a welding torch. So... Yeah, she's she's going to be a deadly combination of welder and wrestler. So that will be, uh, if you have a daughter to, to to sit in the stands with your father, <laughs> cheering on his granddaughter, 
will be a new high for both of us. And so. she will be a pageant queen. She will be a very well-rounded woman. Oh, there we go. Yes. Well-rounded. And beware to any man that comes near her. That's all I got to say. Yeah. So, no. Uh, again, it, it, I think it's just a wonderful thing that we're doing mm-hmm. for our sport. Um, and I hope, like I said, Lord willing, I hope to be uh, have the ability to uh, call a match at any level of their postseason uh, so I can be part of that history. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling I think that you will be. I'm going to put that out there right now. I think you will be. Well, we'll see. Um, these old bones ain't what they used <laughs> to be. <laughs> and, uh, you know, our young ladies deserve the best out there. So if, if these old bones are still moving, <laughs> you know, with some Crisco oil or something, you know, I, I, I will try to get myself in that position if possible. On a completely other topic, I would really love to get a wrestling little tournament together for all of you officials, because I'd really like to see you guys get back on the mat, put on a singlet again, and see what you guys have got. Well, <laughs> uh, some of us are no longer at our, what we call fighting weight, uh, so the visual of that would be nightmarish <laughs> at best. Um and we'd have to modify the periods. There's no way we're going two, two, three minute periods in most of our cases. Uh, you know, maybe these younger guys. You know, they maybe they could do it. Um, but most of the older generation, um, we would probably get flagrant out of the tournament because we're going to do things that are that we wouldn't allow a wrestler to do just to get ourselves off the mat into an oxygen tank. So uh, that that could be a pipe dream, but it will never happen. I mean, you know, you get your dad to get back out on the mat, we'll start from there. You know what? I think I could do it. I'm just saying, give the people what they want to see. I want to see it. I bet there's other people that want to see this. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm gonna. Cheering you on. Yeah, I'll take that bet. I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna take your money. Nobody wants <laughs> to see us squeezing in a singlet or a two piece at our age today. So everybody listening, can you please comment in if this is something you would like to see? Let us know. Do you want to see Tony wrestling on the mat again? Maybe a little match between Tony and Weinsberg. I think. I think we could. We could do this for charity. We could bring in some money for a great cause. I'm into this idea. Tony's, well, Tony doesn't look happy right no, now. No, 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 no. I'm a younger man than Weinsberg, so I have youth on my side. Plus, you know, I got a little bit more girth than he does, so I, I, I should win this match. Oh, this is giving me all kinds of fun ideas. So, okay, so back to the topic at hand here. Um, where do you see, maybe, maybe a two-part question, so before this whole pandemic hit, where did you see the future of wrestling going? And now maybe on the other end of that, post-pandemic, where do you see this future of wrestling going? Um, pre-pandemic, I thought we were heading in the right direction. They were really fighting hard for the females to come in. Um, we've had a lot of rule changes that have been to the betterment of our sport and to not exclude anyone. I mean, the hair change excluded the athlete who wanted to wear their hair longer. I mean, that's, you know, and I, I, I'm i just estimating here, but I think that hair rule is 1966. It's had a few modifications, but it was never eradicated. Mm-hmm. So that was taking us in a direction that says, hey, we've always said we'll take everybody. Mm-hmm. Now you can come over here with your long hair and, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll let you in our sandbox. Uh, the uniform changes were good. We've made a lot of rule changes that have uh, 
given us more scoring. It's, it's made it more exciting. Um, you know, our training programs have been stepping it up. Uh, we've embraced how to use video to help our referees learn. We've, we've done a lot of things in that area to help these officials get better faster. Um, we're using all the different learning learning styles, you know, that in, you know, we have a lot of teachers on our uh, clinician team. So we pull from the best of the best minds out there how we can, you know, help the officials get better. So that's going in the right direction. Um, so everything, everything was trending the way it needed to, to trend to take us even up a notch. Um, now the pandemic comes along. Things are slowing down. Um, we have to work with our school sites to make sure we can still get in these buildings. Mm -hmm. um, but first and foremost, they have to be able to get the the, the children yeah. back in the class yeah. one way or the other, um, and then deal with us. You know, mm -hmm. but their their importance is how do we get our students back mm -hmm. in the game, and then wrestling clinician people. Then we'll worry about if we can let you in the building or not. Mm -hmm. I mean, I expect every district to have its own set of rules. Mm -hmm. And some of these rules are going to be tough. Um, you know, we not only have the school district's policies, we have to follow the CDC guidelines, the mm -hmm. Illinois Public Health guidelines. Um, I don't see the social distancing going away anytime soon. So we're going to have to adjust our clinics mm -hmm. uh, to that, to help meet that requirement. We may be there wearing masks. Um, we may be doing a lot of um, hand sanitizing mm -hmm. and things of that nature. It, it's going to change. I mean, I've, I've been in venues where they put out a pack of pens. Once you pick up a pen to use it mm -hmm. to sign something, that pen now is out of play. Yep. I mean, something that simple. we got to take pens out of play. Mm -hmm. And that affects how you sign in. So we're going to have to get creative how we how we sign the officials mm -hmm. in so they get credit for these clinics because we can't share something as simple as a pen anymore. And, uh, you know, that's that. there's going to be some challenges, not just the pen. There's going to be other challenges um, that we're going to be faced. Uh, right now, I'm tasking the uh, clinician team to set up a live online clinic. Other sports have done it. And, and uh, at different levels, so we may have to do that when we can't come together. Mm -hmm. We we do a four hour clinic online. I don't. I, we have the material. It's how we present it and keep you engaged for four hours. Yeah. We have to make the adjustments. So that's going to be our post pandemic world. How we adjust, and you know, I've talked to people and I've said, you know what, somebody think these things like referees using electronic whistles and wearing a mask off mat and, you know, the wrestlers wearing a mask off mat and the coaches. These are things that may be necessary mm -hmm. if we want to have our sport back. Mm -hmm. You know, so the naysayers out there that say, oh, I'm not using electronic whistle, I'm not wearing a mask. That's going to be a minority opinion. And they're not going to be allowed to play in the sandbox mm -hmm. because... We have to sacrifice in ourselves and do what's best to get to get our sport back mm -hmm. up and running. Um, we're not bigger than the sport. So if the sport means, Tony Clark, you've never used an electronic whistle in your life and you're going to look silly, I'm going to look good looking silly 
for the good of the sport because it's about the sport, not about how uncomfortable I am wearing a mask, how uncomfortable mm -hmm. I feel holding an electronic whistle because it's never been about me. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's wrestling. You know, you always hear that there's no I in team and things like that. And, and it's, it's going to be the same thing. There is I in wrestling, but it doesn't mean individual. Yeah. It, it's, it, it's part of what is. So um, that's how I see it going. I'm hoping that we get to, to sound a whistle, be it electronic. You know, I, I'm good with it. I don't, you know, maybe I'll get a flag and just hold up. I don't know. <laughs> I just want something that lets me back on the mat. Yes. Well, and we had kind of talked about this earlier on another podcast. Um, this uncertainty has kind of played with the numbers a little bit. You guys are down big time when it comes to official registration. Yeah. Our, uh, as of this time um, that we're recording this podcast, uh, I want to say we finished well over 500. And right now... Um, just over 200 have already renewed. Now, that's a lot of what-ifs in that. A lot mm -hmm. of people want to make sure we're going to have a season before mm -hmm. they commit to the fee. Um, some people, I don't know everybody's mindset. Some people may be a little bit cautious. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do have older officials um, who could be at that, that mm -hmm. risk. We do have officials with pre-existing conditions who could be putting themselves at that risk. I mean, um, you know, each every person's going to have to decide what level of risk they are comfortable with if our sport allows us to compete. Um, we are wrestling officials. We are former wrestlers or, or love the sport. Um, just as much as the fans and as much as the coaches and the wrestlers and there are a lot of us who are just going to be aggressively saying, you know what, I'm going. Mm -hmm. I'm doing it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm going to be part of the of what's out there mm -hmm. if we're allowed to get back on the mat. Right. And I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's when. Because, you know, the wrestling community, you guys are strong. And you do, there is a deep love for the sport. And there's a commitment. And it's going to happen. We just don't know when. There's a lot of uncertainty out there. But at the end of the day... Everyone will come together when the time is right, and you'll get back on that mat and blow that, like you said, blow that whistle, whether it's electronic or not. Well, there's a correction. We never blow a whistle. We sound our whistle. Oh. We've oh. spent years eradicating the word blow the whistle out of our Really? Word. Yes. Why? That's just a phrase. We, 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 we think we look better when we sound a whistle. Okay. So, I, I don't know what it. other sports do, but we sound a whistle okay. in wrestling. Well, I love it. So then, correction. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of time before you guys are back on the mat sounding the whistle in any way, shape, or form. Ironic <laughs> that this podcast is sounding the whistle. <laughs> you know what? It's all becoming clear to me now. There you go. Oh, gosh. What am I doing here? I, <laughs> this is exactly why I'm not the actual real host all the time because I can't even make the connection why it's called Sound the Whistle mm -hmm. until right now. Mm -hmm. My yep. goodness. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to say on the topic of our podcast today on where the uncertainty of the upcoming season yeah um this is a good time to plug you know um we don't know how many officials are going to come back or stay away um but we need officials i mean we're we're aging out and we need female officials we're about to have a female state championship which means that's going to be there mm -hmm. long after i'm gone and others are gone and it would be great if we can start to expand our female pool and when I say our female pool we're, we don't need a female pool that's just going to referee 
the girls tournament. We need them to be able to do the boys state tournament. Mm -hmm. um, we want to embrace the female officials to be able to work both sides mm -hmm. of, uh, of the tournament, no matter who's out there. So, you know, I, I'm hoping we can start and this, this will let all the females see, come on, wrestling's ready for you. Um, we need you out here working with us so they can start to get better and get themselves positioned to one day have our first female at the female state tournament because this is not our first female on our state floor. We did have a uh, female um, who, Jan Strand, who did reach the dual team state level. Mm -hmm. So we've had a female work our state tournament before, but this is going to be unique to everybody when to be the first official or be in that group that uh, raises their very first female state champion. So um, I would love to be there to watch the bickering of who gets the first match <laughs> of the state finals for the females. It's going to be a lot of bickering going on. Who gets who's the bragging rights of who raised the first mm -hmm. female hand in our lifetime? So this is going to be a, a very uniqueness. So um, I, I'm going to ask all the officials to to just start helping us recruit, mm -hmm. um, refer a friend, you know, refer a friend to the <laughs> IWCOA.net, how to become an official. You know, there's no prize. We don't have any giveaway bags or, or any uh, thing that you would get special. We just want to be able to have enough officials to uh, do justice to mm -hmm. the, the young men and women that, ref, that wrestle in our state. We want to be able to cover them and cover them with quality and the quantity that they deserve uh, to be rewarded for their actions out there. Mm -hmm. Well said. Come join the family, yeah. Call to arms for all the men and women that want to get into the wrestling world, into the wrestling referee official family. I'm glad you said that because yeah. wrestling's in your family. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm quite sure it's part of your DNA. Your father was, and he still is a heck of an official. Um, what better mentor could you get? I didn't than even your know father. you can't say "blow the whistle" that it's sound the whistle. Well, what I, kind of wrestling referee <laughs> would I be? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> I blame your father for that lack of education. But uh, I think if we got the former Miss Illinois, <laughs> yes. and you had some other titles, yes. the former. Miss Tennessee, I believe, right? I love it. No, uh, Wisconsin, Wisconsin, Missouri. <laughs> oh, that you'd be the first former Miss Three State contestant winner who also officiates in Illinois. That's a new title for you. I think that should be the one that raises the first female state champion winner's hand. Mm, Some our, our female training, power. Yeah, our training is good, but I don't think we can get you ready in a year. <laughs> you know, even with your father's DNA. Have you met my overachieving self? Come on, of course you can. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that'll be a challenge. <laughs> uh, ten years down the road? Oh, oh. Well, you know? that loses all the appeal, so I guess I'm out now. <laughs> uh, no, I, I do enjoy being on the other side of it and getting to be there as a trainer. No, and you, like as a trainer, you, you, you are, you're doing your part. Because um, it, take, it takes a village. It does. To, to, to have a wrestling match. <laughs> it takes a village to uh, put all these things together. So my hat's off to anyone uh, from a table worker to a trainer to the janitors that set up and break down mm -hmm. to the concession workers. We're all, we're all in, in it.
uh, to benefit the sport that we call wrestling. So uh, my hat's off to everybody that, that even the person taking the money mm-hmm. as you're coming in. I I, I really appreciate everybody's uh, due diligence in making these things happen because with one piece of that puzzle missing, mm-hmm. our whole sport falls apart. Yeah. So this is this is good that everybody pitches in and does what they have to. And I will give some thought to that because when my dad retires, I mean, we're going to have to have a Winesburg out on the mat somewhere. We'll you or your mom, we will accept. One of us. Yes, we'll <laughs> one accept of one of you, yes. Uh, uh, it's time for your dad to retire. He's been around a long time. Uh, I believe, and he doesn't have the ability to correct me, I think your dad just reached 40 years of officiating at the high school level. Wow. Yes. I believe he did. put his age out there for the whole world. Well, no, we, world didn't, we didn't say his age. We just said he's been refereeing 40 years. Uh, those that are smart will do the math. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, your dad, I think, if I'm memory serves me, he just hit 40 years. And had we not had the pandemic, he would have been at the uh, officials conference, which ironically would have been this past Saturday, receiving his 40-year plaque. Aww. So hopefully they'll mail it to him and, yeah. you know, we can get some pictures and Put it up on social media. We'll have to have a little party. Well, his nickname is Grumpy Gus, so I don't know if there's going to be a party. Who doesn't love cake? Oh, can I, I just say that we had, um, so our cat, Priya, the family cat, she just turned three, and we had a party, and who was there? Front row, Grumpy Gus, holding the cat. She had a hat on, she had a cake, she had a little princess skirt on. He was right there. We need to get a picture of that. So he likes call. I have one. I will show you afterwards. Yeah. Oh, no. We got to post this. No, he's right. like you, though. You guys are. Wrestling's your life, your mm-hmm. family. I mean, it brought you two together into this beautiful friendship. And then I got a second family out of it with you guys. So I'm very grateful to wrestling. No, and we're uh, we're grateful to have you here and, and doing this podcast with me <laughs> because uh, I've told you. This would have been a very boring podcast with me talking to myself. So I I thank you for doing this. I love it. Anytime you need me, I am here. And all of you listening right now, make sure if you're not already subscribed to this podcast or his YouTube channel, do that right now before you do anything else. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you never miss an episode because you never know what Tony's going to say. Or I have a lot of colorful interviews still coming up with Mm -hmm. uh, some coaches and other officials out there. So, uh... You know, we want to do our best to, to share the knowledge that a lot of us have gained. We want to spread that to the next generation. It's true. And I hijacked your podcast enough, so I'm going to let you end this one. You take us out. All right. Well, once again, thanks, everyone, uh, for listening. And, you know, if you have ideas or anything that you want to hear or you want us to talk about, you, you have uh, my email address. You can always reach me through Arbiter. Um, most of you know how to text me and find me, uh, find one of my clinicians and just say, Hey, I'd love to hear this. So, uh, I need everyone to stay safe and you know, we're going to keep an eye on you, keep an eye on your families and we're going to survive this. So hopefully we'll see you on the mat soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Be sure and follow me on Instagram, ILWrestlingRef, or you can follow me on Twitter at AssignerGuy, A-S-S-I-G-N-R-G-U-I, to be notified of new podcast episodes. 
Thank you and have a great day.